All right, you're listening to WARP in Cincinnati. I want to let you know about a company that started in a college baseball dugout. It's named Dugout Mugs. It's a barrel of a baseball bat, and you turn it into a 12-ounce mug. Licensed by Major League Baseball, so your favorite team can be laser engraved onto a birchwood baseball bat barrel mug. Perfect for the big game, put on display, or just be the life of the party like you know you are because you're a happy Reds fan. It's a unique gift for any baseball fan, definitely a Reds fan, so go to dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and use the promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. It's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and code MLB30. Fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Daniel Jr., you're Trent Rosecrans. Here with you very, hey, you know what? Reds fans, maybe wake up. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep because you, you stuck through it to the end of Monday night's late, late game that went, went after midnight. Uh, maybe you're a little down. Maybe your dauber's a little down. But, hey, remember, we're talking about actual baseball games. And we're, that means things are continue to improve from what our topic was the previous week, which was not talking about actual baseball games. So happy opening day weekend to everybody. I hope they enjoyed it. I hope people are enjoying watching actual baseball, even if some of it makes you sad. Trent, how are we doing? Oh, we're fine. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I was just up late. We had a rain delay. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Rain delay, late game. And that's, Three hour you know, something game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I that that's always my first thought. Like I'm on the couch watching it and I always feel for the the ball riders that are that are not feel for. I mean there's worse things you can be doing, but it's always like when it goes late and an inning goes late like that uh when you're already been there post rain delay. Those 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 are just they're they're a bit soul crushing when you think you're about to leave and then you're there for another hour or whatever it ends up being extra. Well, but baseball. so late night, but baseball Reds are update Reds one and three, which uh, what's that translate to 2.7 and uh, 2.7 uh, times three with six, 8.1. Yeah. 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 So that, you got, you got that going for you. Uh, Reds win opening day, lose three in a row. People having deja vu to last year, um, try, trying not to recreate those memories of winning the first one and losing, I believe eight in a row. Um, but so there's, there's some things to like, there's some things to not like. I want to get into what I think some of those things were. And you can tell me if maybe I'm over or underrating them or, or how we should be viewing some of these developments over four games. Again, four games. I know it's only a 60 game season, but still four games. Um, we have to talk about what's going on. I mean, with the idea of everything in life and in baseball and in the Reds world. And that is, you know, COVID-19, you know, coming in and it's a great story. If you have a chance to read it, 
Um, of course, we have 40% off for new subscribers going on right now. If you want to, there's a lot of stuff up on the site right now, but in particular, um, Ken Rosenthal and Jason Stark on this being more than a wake up call and how baseball sort of reacted to what happened with the Marlins and consequentially the, the Phillies and the Yankees and Orioles um, with the outbreak within the Marlins and how they're reacting to it. And what I thought was interesting is the idea of this potentially being and I'm not gonna I'm not using the word good in, in any way, but in waking up everybody to make sure you are still taking this seriously. That there were concerns within some parts of the league that perhaps because of some of the success seen during the the run up, that maybe some players weren't taking it, it being a little too cavalier about it because it felt like not as big a concern. But this can make everyone realize how quickly Things can change and did change if you don't take all the protocols in, inside, outside the stadiums, traveling, all that stuff very seriously. Um, of course, I mean, Trent, the Reds deal with this too. I mean, they Tyler Davidson goes on the COVID list, and we still don't know nothing back on Mike Moustakas and Nick Senzel yet um, as far as what – you know, they woke up, they didn't come to the stadium because they were feeling not so good, and so they're taking precautions with that. Where's that at? It's right there. Um, you know, the first thing I, I have to point out that just the, the, the first line of um, the operations manual for uh, guideline or rule, I don't think it's rule, it's uh, 6.1.8, uh, the COVID-19 related uh, injury list is you do not have to test positive to go on the list. So uh, I think it was premature and um, irresponsible to, to speculate whether these guys have COVID-19 or have tested positive. That is not something that we know. And uh, when I don't know something, I don't say it. That's kind of one of our first rules of journalism, right, Paul? Right. So um, we don't know, but we do know this, that uh, for uh, Saturday morning, uh, Matt Davidson was t placed uh, on the list because he did test positive. That was released. Um, Sunday morning, uh, Mike Moustakis and Nick Senzel woke up and didn't feel well, uh, had you know enough to to be troubled and to call and say hey something doesn't feel right uh mike moustakas was placed on the injured list tyler stevenson was called up sunday and um neither were at the game on monday no matter how you look at it none of that's good none of that's good yeah i mean and and i think there's a question that bears asking and i don't i don't honestly i did ask this yesterday and i don't think there's a real answer um but i did ask david bell i mean as articulately as i could what are we even doing i think is my exact quote what what are we even doing so that's kind of where my head is um when you look yeah. at what happened with the marlins what are we doing um so yeah so there you go. It, I mean, it happens. It happens fast, um, as it does everywhere with this stuff. And um, but for right now, I mean, Rob Manfred 
basically saying this can be managed, can work around this and play through it. And everybody, I guess, use it as a lesson. And, and it's still full speed ahead. The MLB is not, you know, whereas the conversations went on and there's thoughts of well, what is this? Is this going to shut down the season? I think everyone's watching to see how Major League Baseball handles this, how it plays out over the next week or two um, in particular. You know, not just Major League Baseball, all sports, particularly those not in bubbles. Um, really curiously watching to see what happens here. Um, but that's that's where it's at. They're, the Reds are playing. At, the league is going to try to continue playing um, and, one, and try to get the Marlins back. And, and this, if this league, if this season plays out, this is a lot of what it's going to kind of look like. Like, that's just the reality of America right now. That's the reality of trying to do anything is – there's going to be positives. There's going to be fallout. There's going to probably be more outbreaks on teams. You're going to see this. You're going to, you know, players are going to not be in the lineup. There's going to be scratches regularly. Like that's that's what this season is. And we knew that. We should have known that coming in. And maybe it's a little bit more obvious when you actually see it play out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what we do now. We know about baseball. We like talking about baseball. So let's try maybe doing some of that. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna run down some of my thoughts from the first four games. And, and you tell me if you think it's as important as I am stating or, or maybe if it's a, not as big a deal. Um, let's start. Let's be positive, like in a, in a good way. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about things, uh, things we like. Right, <laughs> exactly. I mean, let's be mentally positive, right? Uh, so let's talk about starting pitching the first three days. <laughs> um, that's as good, you know, when you are building your team and the backbone of that team is a rotation uh, that can you hope to carry you, that's as confidence-inducing as an opening series as you can get as you got from those first three. I would say in particular Trevor Bauer, who's kind of the question mark, a little bit more of those three because of the way he pitched last year. It Trevor Bauer's start Sunday, the most encouraging thing that's happened this season in four games? Uh, yeah, probably. Um it's yeah. that because that was you know we we didn't see the Trevor Bauer that the Reds gave up Taylor Trammell for last year. We saw him on Sunday. I mean that is exactly what you were hoping to get from Te Trevor Bauer. Like here is the dude, and and it, you know those first three are were just unbelievable, and um. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think that is that is you're 100 percent right. It was just it was just perfect. It was just perfect for um, yeah a, a debut, um, and you couldn't have asked for a single thing more. No, and and David Bell sort of suggested that he asked for too much. I mean that that probably he was yeah. he was even no, a little hard so. on himself for um you know leaving them out there as long as as he did for the sixth inning because you still are trying to ramp these guys up. And and you're in this time where you just it's we 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 don't know what this is going to do to people's bodies, and um, David Bell said he he 
thinks he asked too much of them. And when you look around the league and you see Verlander, Kershaw, um, Kluber, it, you know, there's there were a lot of guys that just um, were seeing some injuries, and I think we will see injuries, pitching injuries, uh, even into next year. It's something that will, will take a while for us to know exactly what uh, the toll is on these guys. So it's going to be, um, yeah, I, I, I think I, 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 six innings was, I thought about as much as you could ask for anybody from anybody, six pitches, six or six innings about around a hundred pitches. I, I, I think anything more than that in their first start. And that's honestly, when you look at what guys usually do to start the season, that's usually about it. They usually work themselves up to about a hundred pitches to, to start the season and then kind of ramp up from there. And I, I even looked at it um, from last year, Sonny Gray, I think was it, I, I wrote about this. And so I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, but like he threw, was it 91 pitches on um, opening day? And that is, he didn't throw that till his third game last year. And um, he he only threw that many. Yeah, I have it right here. So he threw 90 pitches. And it took his third game to get to 90 pitches last year. And only did it twice in his first 10 games. Yeah. Um, Castillo threw 91 pitches in his first pitch, in his first um, outing last year. 91 this year. Trevor Bauer, uh, 105 and 108 this year. I, I mean, I was surprised. Or actually, the other way yeah. around. Sorry. I, I was surprised to see anybody cross over the 100 mark. But, I mean, Bauer has been notorious for how he has kept himself, uh, his arm live over the course of this. I know that the Reds have commented on that and he's commented on that. Um, okay, so – so obviously, super important. Uh, you need to win games when those guys pitch like that, uh, eh, particularly in a shortened season. Um, but we'll get to that when we start um, getting to the negative part of stuff. Uh, Joseph Daniel Votto has looked like Joseph Daniel Votto of old thus far this season. Even his outs, he has been stinging the ball. I mean, look at last night. His his exit velocity on the final out of the of the game Monday night was I believe it was like almost like was it 95 or 94 or something like 96 yeah I mean all his outs for the most part have been rockets right you know um and away from the double play that ended Sunday's game um you know he's he hit into like three double plays um so far and two of them were just like absolute liners to the first baseman who caught it and stepped on first because like the the runner didn't have a chance because he just he just crushed it and, and and got there um you know he hit home runs he pulled both home runs those are good signs yeah i mean Vado um really looks like joey Votto, which is a what, good sign i mean i remember before we got started in this season you discussing you know, people all love to ask the what you think is most important or what are you most looking forward to watching or who are you. You would point to Votto a lot because of, we. you know, he's 
you're looking for that rejuvenation. You're 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 wondering if you're going to see it or if it is, you know, what the decline phase T-shirt. I mean, if if that's but, you know, he clearly has come on a roll because of the way he's been seeing the ball. And, of course, you know, continuing to be the same guy, seeing pitches and taking walks when they're there and being Joey Votto. Um, but the fact that the power he's been hitting with and the way he's been seeing it, I think, has been a great sign in the lineup where in an area where there hasn't been a lot of great signs from the known quantities thus far. Um, I'll drop that in there. Any What's your concern with some of the guys, Castellanos, Suarez, I mean, these guys that you have struggled. I mean, it's four games, it's hitters. To me, I I think you can blow these things out of proportion. We know who these guys are. Um, But is there any level of concern with some of the slow start you've seen with some of the other more prominent bats? You know, um, Castellanos, I I actually talked to to Sahada Sharma last night um, about that. Cause, cause he watched him with the Cubs last year. He's like, Oh, you know, he, he's going to get hot and he's, he can be streaky. And I was like, does he always swing like that? Like, just like, <laughs> I mean, you've seen it. And he's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I'm not that concerned about, I think he will get hot. And, um, I also don't, I never thought he was as good as he was with the Cubs last year. That was like one of his best stretches. That was a hot stretch. Um, but I also still think he's good. So, um, yeah, I, I don't worry too much about him. You know, Suarez just is, had a slow start. I, I don't worry about a. Eugenio Suarez. And even last night, um, maybe there was some kind of turnaround. He, he, he didn't still doesn't have a hit. But he was on base a lot last night, and that's a good sign. Um, hopefully that uh, – because I think when, when we see Gino really struggling, he's not taking those walks. So I think I think those were a good sign last night. Um, who else did you say? Was it just those two? Those – I mean, those I think are the two that you notice most uh, that have, you know, been in some spots and, and have, have had a slow start, um, you know, when you talk about some of the bats that haven't quite gotten going yet. Um, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of we've had a lot of in and out of the lineup already when you you know you, when you look at Senzel and Mustakas not missing a couple of games and them them being out and you're seeing maybe names in the lineup that you didn't anticipate seeing in the first weekend uh already but that's again depth is all going to be you know a part of this um one name that you maybe didn't anticipate seeing in the lineup would be Tyler Stevenson yeah um <laughs> who it was called up as Tucker Barnhart. Congratulations to Tucker. Uh, him and his wife, Sierra, have a, a, a new baby boy. Um, he's on the paternity list. Um, so Kirk Casale has been catching, but Tyler Stevenson as well made his debut Monday night, and quite a debut it was. Um, Trent, you wrote about this. Uh, people should be able to read the story right now uh, up on The Athletic. Um, what was your takeaway from uh you, you know everything that was Tyler Stevenson's dramatic debut last night with home run or you know RBI walk big walk in the in the ninth it's it was it was quite a hello it was crazy um it was it was so great you you just got to feel for that you know oh no it's um <laughs> 
you know, it, it, well, I was kind of mad about, um, I was, I was going to call Tyler's mom for the story. Um, uh, but, uh, Zach Buchanan had already started the story. Um, and, and I guess to be fair, the only reason it was in my head was cause Zach had said something. And also, um, the, uh, the, um, the guys at Suspendus Farm Family Barbecue. But just thinking about how weird it is to make your big league debut um, like this, you know, it's everybody dreams of their big league debut and what it's going to look like and going there and looking up in the stands and seeing mom and dad and, you know, just all those feelings, the crowd going wild. Um, you know, the standing ovation, cause you see it all the time. Guys, even like they'll ground out in their big league debut and the stand, the, the fans will stand up and clap and, 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 and it's just, it's a special moment. And to not have that, to not be there, it just, it, it's kind of heartbreaking, but it was kind of fun to get, that's one of the reasons when I saw Taylor Trammell on Twitter doing his Taylor Trammell thing, um, who Taylor is one of like the most positive upbeat people you will ever meet. Um, so that's one of the reasons I called Taylor, um, because it was like, you know, how do you make the best of bad situations or, or it's not even a bad situation. It's just less than ideal. Um, uh, so it was, It was it was tough, you know. So yeah. Um, but to to put all that aside, you're still in a big league stadium, you know. You're still seeing that 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 extra deck, and on your first swing as a big leaguer, to just launch one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super cool. It's just super cool. And then to come back single, and then you know, a kid who grew up in Atlanta, Craig Kimbrell on the mound. And to walk and, and, and actually I asked him, I said, I said last night, I said, how hard was it to lay off that pitch? And then you can hear what he had to say. Full count there in the, in the ninth. How hard is it not to swing? Easier said than done. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it was uh, a slider that obviously came in and in our reports and stuff and it's like make him prove that he can throw it. And sure enough, I saw it in and just laid off. Um, so it's obviously you can get caught up in the moment and just in, in a panic to swing because you don't want to obviously strike out in a situation like that. But just having confidence really in myself and trust my ability, really. But that's pretty cool. And then uh, TJ Antone, speaking of debuts, TJ yeah. Antone looked great. Um, really good. He was a name – used a lot uh, amongst the Reds in spring training mm -hmm. about a player they were really excited about the bump they'd seen in his velocity, about what they had seen in just his development. And I, I think they really felt like some of the analytical stuff really helped him out in adding some of that and some of the – some of you know, just the – you know the way they'd been working for him was starting to pay off. And I, man, it certainly showed. And then, you know, you're, it's a team that has no book on you and you were thrown in there and they weren't ready for you. And there's some of that element, but when you look at the stuff, the stuff was, the stuff was dancing. Yeah. He was painting at 96, you know, mm -hmm. just straight painting. 
and that was, I mean, that was super good to see. It was, and I was talking to TJ Friedel last night, and TJ was saying, "Listen, man, I didn't know I was in rehab with him one year, and I, I hadn't played with him." He's like, "Last year, that's what he did all last year." He's like, "He was," and then he got into spring, and he's ninety seven, ninety eight consistently, like, and so TJ Friedel, not TJ Antone. Friedel was just like, I watched him all spring. I watched him all last year from center field. And that's who this guy is. He's like, he's not this big name, but it's interesting because he's kind of a guy that that's the stuff. It wasn't where it was. He's built that up. And, and a lot of this is through driveline. Um, we're going to get back to driveline. Um, and and he is really bought into that, and he's gone from a guy who was low nineties to a guy who's ninety seven, ninety eight. But it seems like he built up first in talking to people the mentality, and then to the stuff. And so he still had location, and then well, I I won't say he didn't have stuff before, but he added velocity, you know. And he kind of like you watched it last night. It looked like everything moves. Like yeah. everything was 96, 97 with movement. And, um, yeah. and that's what, uh, Friedel was just saying. It's like, man, everything moves. It's so hard. He's like, I watched that all last year from center field and it's, um, really impressive. And then you just talk about a guy, he came in and he didn't look rattled. He didn't look it. It, it didn't look like his debut. It didn't look like his debut. Tyler Stevenson, yeah. that first step bat looked like his debut. You know that smile around <laughs> the the base mm-hmm. pass. Um, but then honestly, in that third at bat, it didn't. Um, Antone said uh, he was on the bench, and Nick Castellanos pointed out during the at bat that uh, Stevenson was blowing a bubble while a pitch was coming. <laughs> and like, yeah, uh, you. How, how do you do that? And he was just like, it, he looked comfortable. He looked like a yeah. big leaguer. And Tyler Stevenson is honestly like the first time I saw that kid, I said, Oh my God, he looks like a big leaguer. He, yeah. Even at 19, he looked like a big leaguer. Um, but it's, it was pretty impressive to see that all come to fruition last night. So yeah, they lost and, uh, it was just, a disaster from Wade Miley, but like, I don't know. It was kind of nice to see some positive things and, and talk about yeah. positive things for a little bit. Yeah. And if you want to read about that again, that story's up, up on the, on the site, um, at the athletic, uh, we do have the 40% off deal. If you're not a subscriber, first of all, thank you for all subscribers. We love having you, but we, if you are new, want to be a new subscriber, 40% off deal going on right now. Um, so you can check that out. And while we're at it, uh, you know, remember, I mean, we love our subscribers. They're very, they're super loyal. Most of the ones, if you're listening to this show or if you're reading the stuff that we're talking about, you know, there are people in Cincinnati. So if you're a business here in a city um, and you want to get your name out there, no better way than, you know, hey, come do it with us. And we'd love to have you. Um, our listeners are loyal. They're engaged. Um, no better way to advertise you than, hey, why not on this podcast? So if you want to advertise in this very show, just go to www.theathletic.com slash podcast ads 
podcast ads altogether. Um, there you fill out a very simple form. We'll get back to you right away. Uh, so go to www.theathletic.com slash podcast ads uh, today if you want to. Um, all right, let's let, let's discuss the flip side of a couple of these things. I, I, I'm going to say this and understand why I know what your reaction is going to be, but I'm just going to say it because I, I feel like up. it needs to be said. I'm not, that's, I'm not going there. I continue to hear for a year plus, and I understand this was just one outing, about how good Rizal Iglesias' stuff is. And it's such good stuff. And the stuff is good. But we continue. <laughs> we see an outing that comes out this weekend that looks just like last year's bad results. Um, you know, a guy who the Tigers were trying to bunt with. Finally, they allow him, they, they had enough confidence in him that they just wanted to go out there and bunt. And then he swings the bat and hits a bomb off Iglesias to win the game. I'm not, I don't want to talk about like leashes or whatever, but like that to me was real, maybe the most concerning on field thing of the yeah, entire I mean, I first four games. That's like, all oh, no. we have. Is to it going to be like year. this again um, with Iglesias? Yeah. I mean, when he comes in to close a game, he in his career is, and this is over several years in save situations, 122 times. He's, <laughs> oh man, let's see. A two four four ERA, which ERA is a terrible indicator. Um, but let's look at this. In 143.2 innings, he has 175 strikeouts, um, 48 walks. It's a 3.65 strikeout to walk ratio in save situations. Uh, you know, heck, even in losses, he has a three to three to one ratio. Um, the what gets him is this is when he when he's not there and he gets hit he gets hit far um, so that's kind of that's the concern you know is is he is his head there um, so I guess you want to put Michael Lorenz in his closer well right it, you took the words out of my mouth because my next thing was well what do you do next well you're you're not you know we saw what happened with Michael Lorenz and two and again it's 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 the bull. It becomes the bullpen as a whole. Like you know, it, it it's we'll find out. And this is the thing that's going to have to play out over time. But it just you know, you were if there was always underlying concerns about what this pen would look like. I think there was hope. Um, but you know, that's and you get into one run losses and bullpen issues, and it feels very very similar it feels very uh much like a lot of the 2019 issues that yeah out. but i mean it's just like saying man joey vada is gonna hit 500 this year with right with 20 home runs so yeah you know. give it time yeah i mean i i trust me i i i i, I agree but it's just you would like you certainly would like to see you don't want to see those guys that, particularly Iglesias, where you've seen issues to, to get off to a slow start. But there's time. We'll see what his next outing looks like. David Bell not really backing down in faith in those guys. That was shown by putting Lorenzen out there on Sunday again, even though it didn't turn out so well. Um, so they're going to continue to go out there. Um, the question will be in a short season for how 
long, but we can start to have those conversations after uh, the sample size grows. Um, Wade Miley. Eh. One bad no, outing or uh, or or do we or do we get concerned because remember how he ended last year? Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly am concerned. I would be concerned. Yeah. Um, I think you know, it, it, it's here's the thing. Tyler Malley was warming up. I mean, Ari, he was preparing as a starter this whole time just in case, and he was throwing during the practice games. His day to pitch was the same day as Wade Miley's. I I honestly don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. And if you, you know, if Anthony DiScofani comes back, is back, and Wade Miley has another stinker, I mean, I, I don't know, man. You, you might How have many to start stinkers? How what's the stinker count? How many stinkers can you take from Wade Miley uh, until you have to make a decision and be like, well, maybe we're, we've got who he was the back end of last year is maybe where he's at. Yeah, it's number. It, it, it's got to be either two or three. Uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't think it's any more than three. Hmm. Yeah. So so big big start upcoming next time Wade Miley runs through. Um, that's for sure. That, that would be Saturday in Detroit. Saturday in Detroit. Keep a close eye on that uh, for Wade Miley, of course. Yeah, because expectation is Disco will be back for the second run through the rotation. Yep, David um, Bell said uh, he's been he's already pitched. He's thrown the bullpen. He's looked good, so they expect him back. So good, good news on that front. Um, yeah, those are the. I mean, those are the big takeaways that I have. Was it, is there any other ones that you had from the first four days? Well, I, I, let's do this. I want to talk about this what was uh opening day like for you what, what was it like it was really going cool. through that game inside the empty stadium and you know just the surreal nature of it it was really cool um it was just kind of it wasn't the same but there was some sameness and it was even different like than the first uh, than any of those practice scrimmages or anything like that you could feel a difference. Honestly, as cool as that was, I think that was that first night you forgot about things. What was even cooler was the ninth inning last night. Yeah. Because the ninth inning last night, there were some of those same feelings. Um, and, you know, it was, it was easier to forget on opening day everything else. It was harder to forget things last night. Much harder to forget things Monday night with everything that had happened since Friday. And the fact that with that rally, I was able to forget and was thinking old writer kind of things. I was making calls, talking to people, writing a story in my head, thinking, Oh, how does this, how does this change? If, you know, Tyler Stevenson strikes out or hits into a double play and ends the game you know, what changes my story. Cause again, that's, what's most important, you know, but, but those kind of feelings that that whole anticipation and watching the game and like just going through that and forgetting everything else that was back. And so even to me, Monday night was cooler than opening day, just because I did have everything in the back of my head and I was able to push it out for just a little bit. Well, and 
I kind of want to use your own comments there in my mind to answer your own question from earlier of (laughs) what are we doing here? And, And I feel like this is what you're talking about is what we're doing here and why people and why every, you know, so many people want this to happen. There is, you know, and I'm going to go off into a bad place here, but there is so many different elements of this pandemic that have been so hard on people. The one I hear discussed least, and that I think maybe has the, maybe the longest lasting impact is the mental side of what, whether we're talking about depression, whether we're talking about, People feeling like they don't have anything to latch on to and, and feeling just stuck in a long rut that can take you to bad places. Mental health is a real deal. And baseball, uh, the NBA, football, for a lot of people, sports can create some sense of pulling you out of you know, I mean, the the essence of baseball, right, is mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and like watching games together and having that to talk about. And and like, I feel like that helps has helped pull so many relationships out of bad spots over the years. It's like the essence of the game. And I feel like this can be one of those, too. And I think that what are we doing here? There is an aspect of part of trying to help that side of things. And I think it's been helpful for a lot of people. Um for baseball to be back and for these sports to be back to even even if it's faking it for a little bit but it does help people mentally I think to cope with the life that we're all trying to power through and get through this this rough patch so um that's my soapbox on that um because I think it's important to remember why we are doing it a little bit maybe Debbie Downer for a second yeah go ahead is it worth one person's health? Is it one? Well, I, I look, no, I, I I agree with you, but what health? Right? I mean, is is physical health and mental health or is one more important than the other? You know, um, both both are important, and I, I I'm not saying that um, you know, you know what we're what we're gonna. This is a bigger discussion. I'm just saying I think that it is important to remember mental health as a part of the equation. That's oh, all. amen. As someone who had a panic attack the other day because I lost my sunglasses. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Cause serious. you lost your sunglasses. I couldn't find my sunglasses and it like my routine was off and I had a literal panic attack where I couldn't think straight. I couldn't yeah. do anything. And I mean, I talked to my sister, she's a psychiatrist and we kind of talked through it, but I think we're all kind of on edge. And, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm very routine based. And when my routine gets upended, I can be kind of lost. And my routine has been upended since March. And right. And it's, I think a lot of us are lost and I'm certainly lost. And I've actually been, you know, for me, the best possible thing for me has been going back to the ballpark and i am lucky enough to do that and i don't take that lightly i know that uh, that is the same for a lot of people thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of people that is their routine and i am one of the lucky few 
who gets that back in their life. And I don't take that for granted. And that's why I just, I, I, as much as I'm playing Debbie Downer, I think I did on the radio last night, I've done it other ways. It's so easy to go there that I can't let what happens on a baseball field take that away from me. The results, I can't let the results or anything like that take away my enjoyment that I am there. And so I've, I've kind of probably been like, I don't know, um, just trying not to focus on the negative as much as possible because it's, that's always so easy. And this other stuff is harder and needed more. Yeah. You talked about going to the ballpark. I mean, I, I go back to, I was really struck Friday hanging around outside of the ballpark of, it was just really interesting and I hate to like psychoanalyze strangers. Um, but it just, there was, you know, there was these people in camper chairs lined up along the entry gate to, to GABP and they're looking in and they're, the radio broadcast is on. You can see the screen and they're just looking, you can see maybe a sliver of the outfield and maybe hear the occasional bat crack or whatever. But for the most part, like they're, they're just latching on to this desire and want to be in the stadium. And it struck me like they were in, like, it was just, it was so important. And then there were other people you saw just wandering around outside the stadium in their Reds gear, not really even knowing where they were going, but just wanting to be around it and touch it. And then you saw all these boats and people in their boats trying to get near the stadium. People just wanted to feel like they could feel it and touch it and have that back in their life. And that struck me. I mean, there's just a, you know, there's just for everybody a sense of of feeling like me, this can help. This can help make me feel better. And and I think everyone's kind of latching onto that. And 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 I don't know. I don't have the answers either. Like I don't have the answers to what's worth what and what's not or whatever. But um, I know that there's a lot. There's a lot at play in and at stake on with with all of this because I think. For I know the for a lot of people, baseball's return has been um, certainly been helpful to make people feel a little bit better and, and a more sense of purpose. Um, deep, deep tangent there. How about that? <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and you know what's a great thing to do after you have a, a really insightful, deep conversation, Trent? I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> Read an ad. If you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state. All from the comfort of home, Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone and computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Smooth as ever, Trent. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. We're, we're not the official uh, Seattle Supersonics uh, podcast hey, for no reason. It should be it should be pointed out that both of us wearing Seattle Supersonics T-shirts here, which is uh, not planned. Pretty outstanding. Not, not planned. We did not discuss this. Maybe inspired by the Kraken. Oh, uh, can we talk just... for just a second? I know Michael's got to go here pretty soon. We got to <laughs> wear up this up because we've we've gone long. We have enough, talked, but, but man, that is great. Like, I'm not crazy about the name, but the logos, that anchor one, oh, yeah. just beautiful. Like, I, I am, am so crazy excited. about the name. I think the name is phenomenal. I love the idea because it's hard to find something original and also very, like, the mythical nature of this, like, you know, nor- this out-of-the-water beast. Like, I'm down with that. And then really just the release, the Kraken at the intros. I mean... You know, Liam Neeson, center ice, you know, I just, it just fit. It's almost too perfect. And yeah. And the, the, everything that they did with it, I, I'm a fan. If I'm, I didn't really have an NHL team per se, I guess maybe I sort of like slightly adopted the blue jackets just because of Ohio, I guess. But, uh, I think I might just be team Kraken from this point forward. I, I'm, I'm at least cracking merch. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Uh, so we're on board with that. Uh, all right. Well, big week Reds, Cubs. If you're listening to this, I don't know when you listen to it. Hopefully, um, holy you know, crap! Three more. Can I say one thing real quick? What's that? I, I don't know. Like one of the things I love about working here is the group we have. I just got a text from Ken freaking Rosenthal saying, "Great story today." That's who Ken Rosenthal is. But that's that's Ken Rosenthal. Like. That, that just yes. the kid Rosenthal like text out of the blue like that's that yeah yeah it's a freaking humble brag hell yeah I'm bragging Ken Rosenthal <laughs> said you had a great story I'm gonna brag about that what else can I brag about like yeah we don't have a whole lot we don't have a whole lot like that is super cool we, we were bragging about us both wearing Supersonics t-shirts before like this that's so, way like, better Ken than Rosenthal that. like seriously. Ken, I am. Um, that's just. I mean, but like Ken Rosenthal. I think I've mentioned this before. He's like the greatest teammate in the world. So, yeah. Anyway, and, sorry. And incredibly that. good at his job. Yeah, incredibly um, good at his job, and just also like he's Mike Trout, but he's like acts like he's the twenty sixth man on the roster. Yeah, or the thirtieth, or the thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have uh three more against the cubs here at gbp then trip to detroit reds first travel um session of the year which uh brings a lot with it so we'll, we'll obviously have a lot to get to next week here so looking forward to that hope everybody is staying safe and healthy out there mask up enjoy the baseball and we'll talk to you next week on WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh. Ooh.